This is the Key Life Podcast, where we talk everything automotive keys. We are produced and sponsored by AKG Academy. For more information, go to akgacademy.com. Welcome back again. Here we are, Key Life Podcast. Uh, we, we've got some a great guest with us here. Obviously, we've got JB Gates, Director of Technical Services at AKG Academy. And we've got a special guest, Donnie Sherfield, trainer, tech and product development wizard, and really all around good dude uh, here with us this 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 time. Uh, really excited to, to talk. We, we you know we were we were talking about some some topics to to hit on, and and you know Donnie, you have been such a, a wealth of knowledge and a, and a resource. For our for our customers, uh, from a tech support perspective, and obviously as a trainer for AKG Academy, which we'll we'll talk about later. But I thought it'd be it'd be good to talk about hey what what are what are some of those tech support, you know, tips and tricks, the the horror stories that we want to share with the community to really really help better everybody, right? And you've uh, you've you've seen it all, you've heard it all between uh, you and JB. I don't think there's probably any issue that hasn't been heard. So uh, uh, great to have you on. And excited to to to, to hear. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like the bloopers reel of uh, of tech support, for lack of a better term. But uh, with that, I don't know. Well, welcome aboard. Maybe you can throw something out for us. Like, what's when when you think about the last the last you know six months or whatever. You know, what's something that pops into your head? Like, oh man, I wish everybody knew this one because this tech support call was exceptionally difficult for whatever reason. I, I would the first one I would start with would be the tell I am six oh eight. The, the VCI sometimes has, has an issue coming unpaired. And so we'll get um, calls where they say uh, it won't connect to the car, but the light is on. Um, so one of the ways that they can fix it at the bottom of their IM608, there's a button that says VCI. If they click on that um, with power to the VCI, it should sh- show that the Bluetooth is paired. If it doesn't show the Bluetooth is paired, it, it will not connect. So if, it's, if it says unpaired, just pair it. Also, um, sometimes those require updating. Um, if it doesn't, if that VCI doesn't get updated, um, it, it can cause issues with key programming. So it's so sometimes we have to unpair that VCI and plug a USB in from the JBCI to the top of the 608 for um, updating. Um, and when we do this, we unpair the unit and plug in USB and then uh, click on update. And this will do any firmware updates for the VCI unit for the 608. That, that's a great point, Donnie. You know, we also get a lot of folks call in and they don't understand that that VCI can be connected to the 608 by USB. It doesn't have to be wirelessly connected. Or they also don't understand where, like the programmer says during certain routines, GM, pin code reading and other routines, hey, you need to connect the VCI to the 608 by USB. And a lot of customers don't understand that if the VCI is already paired with the 608 by Bluetooth and they hook up a USB cord after that, they're not actually connected by USB. They're still connected by Bluetooth. So what I've had to do is is explain to people, okay, in order to connect your VCI to the IM608 by USB, you need to disconnect it from the OBD2 so that it powers down. Then you connect the VCI with the USB cord to the IM608, let the two of them connect, watch the indicator lights on the VCI, and then once you have connection, reconnect to the OBD2 port. Now you're actually fully connected by USB to the IM608, and from the combination of you know not understanding that procedure or not understanding that 
if the Bluetooth pairing fails, they could always hook up with a USB. I think that's probably another good pointer to give as well. Yeah, that's, that's super helpful. So when you think about a lot of your tech support calls, are they, are they tool related? Are they key related? Or, or where, where, do you, where, where are you getting most of the questions? I think most of them are the, um, they're, they're not really tool related. It's probably not understanding the systems properly. Uh, it, at least the calls that I, I get, the, they don't understand what, what they're looking for when they're trying to program the car. B, how was your tech support call this morning? Anything exciting there? You know, I had a, a very interesting tech support call this morning. And, you know, the customer had what I'll call a, a large amount of frustration around a specific year make model. And, you know, as I let the customer vent a little bit, which, you know, I feel like is important because, you know, sometimes people just need to be heard. Sometimes they just need to let you hear what's on their mind, even if it's not necessarily, you know, accurate or even applies. If it feels real to them, then it is real to them. So, you know, you know I, I let this customer vent a little bit and, and then we got down to the what the what the nuts and bolts of the matter were is that the vehicle in question had two different FCC IDs that could be used on, on the vehicle. Customer did not know which FCC was was correct and wasn't even aware that there was two different FCCs. So they had tried a couple of R keys and had a key programming failure. But the reason why the key programming failed is because it was not the right key. So like in the process of explaining this to the customer, it actually inadvertently made the customer a little more frustrated uh, the customer kind of seemed to think that I was maybe being condescending or talking down to them, which it wasn't doing. You know, I, I was just doing a year make model search on our website and, and just giving the customer the details as they were there on the screen. And, and it gave me a good opportunity after, you know, he 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 actually de-escalated himself. And then we got a chance to really talk. And he said, oh, listen, like, I didn't know to look for that. I didn't know that in the thumbnail, you know, the, the, the small item description of each item on your website, I can now see these different details. And one of them is the FCC ID. And he knew that the FCC IDs had to match for the keys to work, but he didn't realized he needed to look to see if there was more than one FCC ID. So that's one that we run into a lot is really kind of, and not to be disparaging to anybody, but being aware of your surroundings. When you do a year make model search on the website, you have to take in all those details. You can't just arbitrarily order the first key that the website presents to you. So, you know, even if you got to scroll through two pages, you really need to look at all the items and weigh everything that's available to you and make sure you're getting the, the right key. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have the right key, it's, you know, it's not going to program to the vehicle. And when we were talking about different tech support problems, I think one of the biggest ones that we see is um, Hyundai and Kia um, using the wrong key. Um, For sure. The smart keys. Um, there's so many different variations. Hyundai and Kia, I mean, it's like they change keys more than anything, any company I've ever seen in my life. Um, and a lot of these newer keys are coming with the same FCC. If you look at the, the back of it or pull the cover off the back for the battery, it, it has the the same information, but they're completely different part numbers. So it's really hard to tell which key it is. And we're seeing a lot of returns. And I was speaking to a guy yesterday that he's like, I keep on having problems. Like these keys are always locked that I, that I get. And then after discussing with him, he had been trying to program multiple Hyundai and Kias. If it didn't work, he would grab another key and program it. And he didn't realize that when he was doing that, even though the key wasn't programming, it was still locking the key. 
So he was actually locking all his keys in his inventory um, and, and had no, no clue that he was actually doing this. He was thinking that it was a problem on our end and actually he was causing the problem trying to find one that would fit because he didn't know what the part number is. Um, on any of the Hyundai and Kias, if someone calls me and says 21 or above, I, I don't even attempt to try to give them like, hey, I think this might be the part number. Same thing if I was call if I was doing that job, I would call in the VIN number and get the part number by VIN number from the dealer. So super good point there, Donnie. You know, something else that I run into is is a lot of people don't understand that yes, the FCC ID has to match on a key uh, for them to be compatible, but the FCC isn't the only part of the information that you have to match. You know, there are part numbers and there are IC numbers that are important. And like you said on these Honda, Hyundai and Kia, the you know the FCC ID number matches, but the part number and the IC number don't. So uh, an encouragement I could give to anyone listening would be, yes, the FCC ID number is very important, but don't get fixated that that's the only piece of information that you need to compare and make sure is correct because you can sometimes, especially in these Hyundai Kia vehicles, have the same FCC ID number different part numbers and because the FCC is the same does not mean they're compatible just like what you just said Donnie I don't know what your experience is Donnie but but I've been having some good success lately of uh, looking up Kia and Hyundai key part numbers online with the online like Kia parts and Hyundai parts sellers so like kiaparts.com and actually put the VIN of the vehicle in and then search for like if it's a prox key transmitter and in the last maybe, I don't know, six months or so, I've been trying this more and more. And so far, I have had them be very accurate. I don't know. Have you had the same experience? Yeah, I've had some issues with some of the stuff being wrong. This is my hope one day that we can maybe come up with a database from ourselves, build something. And I, me myself, I would pay for that gladly as a locksmith, something that I could look that up. And I think eventually that would actually eliminate tech support a lot of tech support calls and, and, and return keys, um, knowing exactly what key the manufacturer requires for that VIN number. Um, I, I would gladly pay good money for that every month. That's great. No, that, that, that's super, that's super helpful. And, you know, obviously you guys take a lot of calls from people all across the country. And, 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 you know, one of the things I, I love about getting to talk with you guys is you just want to help the customer, right? Like you want, you want to help them get through that no matter how irate they, they, they come in. Uh, and, and no matter whose fault it is, quote unquote, it's about getting to the, to the right answer and getting to the right solution. 100%. Um, you know, I'll tell you, that was part of what I reiterated to this customer that we were just talking about is, you know, what, what I do find on tech support sometimes is, you know, in order to help a customer, you have to ask them questions. And if they're already frustrated, a lot of times the questions are not welcomed. So what I constantly find myself doing is is trying to explain to the customer, hey, I'm sorry, I know my questions are frustrating, but in order to get you what you need, we've got to get all the details. And so, you know, so, sometimes just explaining that to folks that, hey, we need more details, but just, just something to pass along to the listeners. When you do call in tech support and we do ask you questions, it's not because, you know, we want to waste your time. We're trying to do the exact opposite. We're trying to make sure that we get all the information so that we don't repeat any past mistakes and that we do get you the right solution in your hands. A lot of these questions that we ask, some, some people think it's repetitive, but 
90% of the calls I get, it's battery voltage, not either not going into the right system, choosing the right system when they're programming it, blown fuse, aftermarket alarm or something like that. I had one the other day that the guy was upset and I was going through a checklist and he was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. And I'm like, well, just, just bear with me, please. Like, well, you know, I, I, I think we're, we'll get here. We'll figure it out. And then one of my things was, is, is, is it an automatic or manual? And he goes, mother, you know, <laughs> had some choice words and uh, you hear the car fire up and he's like, I'm, I'm good now and click. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that gets people and, and, uh, and I'm not immune. It happened to me, you know, uh, Donnie, the, the other one that happens and, and you know it too is people will get in a hybrid vehicle and they will program keys and not realize it's a hybrid. I'm not going to name any names, but this actually happened to one of our coworkers. They were programming a key for an employee of the company and uh, they programmed a remote headed key to this Ford and turned the key on and the car wouldn't start. And they called me and were frantic. JB, I programmed keys to this guy's car and now it won't start. And, and it started before and, and he was just going and going. He was very excited. And I said, okay, like, just hold on, stop, slow down. Like, let's, let's take it through and, and figure it out. And the person on the other end of the phone was like, look, I've programmed keys. I know. And, you know, and this is a coworker that I'm talking to. And so we, we, I finally, I finally get the person calmed down. And I say, okay, listen, like, just, just stop. Like, don't tell me what you think is wrong. Don't tell me what you did let me just ask you questions and let them and just respond to them accurately and so i said all right what do you see on the dash and you know he's going through and he's reading this and this and then he reads the magical words ready to drive and i said oh you're in a hybrid and he said no i'm not and i said do me a favor put your foot on the brake put it in gear and tap the accelerator does the engine start? And just like Donnie said, there was quite a few choice words and, and the phone hung up. <laughs> and about 45 minutes later, he calls me back and he's like, man, I feel so stupid. I said, don't. It happens to all of us. You know, you, you, you miss the forest for the trees. And sometimes, you know, you just need to talk to someone else who is detached from the situation and help and have them help you reason through it. So it, it happens to all of us for sure. Oh, yeah. I can remember when I was in uh, uh, Scotland and, and, and someone messaged me in the middle of the night saying that they couldn't program a, a Toyota on, on the 608. And it was because the Toyota, the 608 was identifying the wrong system. And within a couple of minutes, the I had to help had the key programmed. And that, that person, you were someone was working on that for 45 minutes or so. You can say you, Donnie. It's okay. You can call me out in public with all these people listening because it's a, it's a good point that you're making. There, there seems to be this pervasive thought in our industry with people who have experience or people who are instructors, and they seem to get this idea that we never struggle with anything and everything just works perfect for us and that we've got all the answers. And the truth is we, we have some answers and we have some experience, not to be egotistical or anything like that, but we still get hung up on stuff just like everybody else we still have the phone a friend network uh, even if your friend is you know in a completely different country like you know it, it's necessary you know I, i've said multiple times on on the podcast about networking and, and having a group of, of trusted advisors is super important doesn't 
doesn't matter like, you know, what level you get at in this business, what amount of experience you have, you always need someone else to help you. And, you know, for, for those of you listening, don't think that guys like myself or Donnie or, or other guys who are very talented in the industry that we don't have troubles. We ride the struggle bus just like everybody else. So <laughs> take some comfort in knowing that, you know, you might call us and, and we might consistently give you the answers you need, but we need answers too. <laughs> well, it sounds like in, in a lot of ways, what you guys are doing is just is asking a lot of questions to get to get our customers to the answer that they potentially already know. But that force for the trees dynamic is so real, right? When you're working on that car for 45 minutes or an hour, like, you, you, your eyes are, are going sideways on it, right? And you just need, need somebody else to bounce it off of. Absolutely. So what, what about what about those conversations you can't get over the finish line, right? You get somebody on the phone and and there, there's 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 no solving that problem. Like, can can you think of any any examples, uh, you know, that that would be helpful that ultimately got solved, of course, but in that moment there was no getting that 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 person over the finish. Well, we had one. I was actually like overhearing JP's conversation when he was in last week. Um, working on a bmw computer and the guy was trying to read the isn out of it um, and all he had was the 608 and it was a weird dme that neither one of us had worked on before and um couldn't find anything in the 608 to do it um, and then we actually had him ship it um here to the academy and uh, I, I did it on the bench with acdp uh, and got pictures and then so now me and jb actually learned something off of this and and, and we're, we're able to help the customer so. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was it was good the, the way that it actually all worked out because, you know, we did it in a way that helped the customer. We did it in a way that didn't, you know, belittle the customer. And the, the fact was he didn't have the technology in hand to do it. And he asked us a very specific question. And, you know, it was about reading on ISN from a DME. And, and the guy was qualified. He did everything that he knew to do. And to add insult to injury, like the, the documentation, that Autel had provided about an update wasn't 100% accurate, so it couldn't actually read the ISN on this DME. So the customer was was you know on point, uh, understood what to do, you know knew, knew the assignment, everything was fine. But you know even though the coverage was advertised, it didn't actually exist. So I think there might have been a bug. They they took it out. But I think that brings up a good point as we're talking about this. Uh, you know, these these difficulties in technical support, some things that we, uh, you know, run into that customers struggle with. And, and you know, in, in this case, like this customer only had one way to get this job done. And, and uh, you know, the, the truth is you really can't only have just one way to get the job done if you want to be successful and you want to have less frustration in your life. Uh, you know, it, it is a point that you can invest too much. Uh, you need to invest wisely. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're relying on one single tool to get a job done and you have no backup plan, it's just a really hard position to be in. And, and we see that a lot. You know, a uh, customer will call in, they've got problem ABC with programming this key. And, and we ask the questions and and we're comfortable that it's not a key problem. We're comfortable that it's not a vehicle problem. And we say to them, hey, might be a bug in your programmer. Can you try another programmer? And then the answer is, oh, I only have one. And then we're at the end of the road, you know, to, to kind of answer your question about what do you do when you can't get them across the finish line? Well, when you can't, all you can do is encourage them just like I'm encouraging now. Hey, like when you can, 
invest in some additional tooling, you know, invest back in your company because having one tool to do, you know, only one tool to do the job, it's just a recipe for disaster and a recipe for frustration. And I don't want to make that sound like a sales pitch. This is a, a heart to heart, you know, plea from one locksmith to another. I don't. Yeah, he, he, oh yeah, he, he said as, as long if you can prove to me it works, and we did because we sent him the ISN and the VIN number from the, the DME. So um, he said he'll buy it, and so we sent his salesperson the information, and um, he was going to order that, order that, so he uh, do those from now on. So. That's great. You know, it, it's always it's always fun to hear when tech support turns into education and turns into to growth, right? And, and that and that's really what it's about is is how, how can we help in the moment, but then help long term uh, with that. So, um, I think one of the frustrating things is, and maybe it's something that as our sales team can help us work on, is this old tool right here, this mini key tool from XSource. You can use your cell phone, tablet, um, works with Android, Apple. This one, it's great for cloning keys, but it's also like we can read data from the key. So like if you call into tech support, we can get information from that key. It can tell us if it's locked, unlocked. We can read pages of the key to tell you if, if that key is reading right. It also has a function where it tests the antenna ring. So it's, it tells you if it's sending out a signal. For less than 140 bucks, they can have some, some diagnostics at their hand and actually help them and help us and help them. Um, and I think anybody doing automotive should definitely have a, a mini key tool in, in their van, for sure. That's great, guys. This this has been a lot of fun here here in the, the the stories of of calls past, and and really some some go forward tips for everybody as they're thinking about you know how, how to improve themselves, how to improve their business, and and their their support levels. Thanks, Thank you. guys. If you like what you heard on our podcast today, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can get more information at akgacademy.com. We really appreciate your partnership and look forward to chatting with you again.